You're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for being with us. I'm really excited to introduce to you a new voice on the podcast, Helena Starr. Helena is a broadcaster on Foundation FM and an absolutely seamless, energetic DJ operating in the house and techno realm. For this episode of The Exchange, Helena spoke to Digo of 2000 Black and 4Hero. Helena's about to give a far better introduction to the interview than me, so I'm going to jump out the way and let you enjoy hearing the two of them chat about the community around breakdance in 80s Covent Garden, about Strong Island FM and the history of electronic black music in Britain. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the RA Exchange. My name is Helena Starr. I am a DJ and radio presenter. And today I'm going to be conversing with a bit of a legend and someone who is deeply woven into the tapestry of UK dance music. An artist that you might know as Mr. Good Good, Cousin Cockroach, or indeed one half of the group formed in the late 80s for Hero and also label boss man at 2000 Black. It's the wonderful Digo. How did I do? That's, that's not bad. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> there we go. Well, very thank you. Very complimentary. We like to hear that, you know, you've got you to gotta wrap it. How have you been? I mean, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but how has the past six months or however long it has been um, for you? perfect (laughs) why so perfect I don't like people so it's all good so people staying indoors so I can just go where I'm going and come back and and, and I have to bump into people I'd have to do that business with people don't know about walking on the side of the street Mm -hmm. and and when there's three of you across one of you should move over so I can get past it's just one of me in it and cheer you I have to worry about that it was great it was great for a period of time when no no cars or nothing (laughs) Just silence. The silence and you walking around like, this is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> now nice. we're kind of back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just ugh. I was, well, was going to ask you, what has been your solace? What have you found has made you calm in this, in this time? But I feel like you've been pretty calm. I've been calm. I, I'm quite used to it. I don't really, I'm not, I'm not that sociable a person. So mm. it's, um, it's all right for me. What have you been up to? Have you been making music? That was the problem. I ah. couldn't make music. Ah. I couldn't make music for a good while. I was stuck. I just couldn't. About like three mentally, months. Mentally, you couldn't. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah. It was. It was just clogged up. Nothing happened. Nothing. I was struggling making tunes and stuff and writing songs. You know what I mean? Was, mm. I mean, yeah. That, that doesn't. I mean, it's not really the thing for me normally. You know what I mean? But obviously, that was the effect of it was that that happening you know what I mean do you feel yeah. like even though you say that you you kind of steer away from being around lots of people do you draw a lot of creativity from the people that you do interact with um yeah up to up to a point yeah I mean it's really fun playing uh, like doing music with some of my friends you know that's really yeah. that's that's cool and all that and 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 there's a there's a different buzz you get because you bounce off them and back and forth and whatever so you know it's, it's it's almost an easier 
if you got some people mm-hmm. that are in sync, you know what I mean? It's like an easier task, get it? The you know, rhythm, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really works. And that's, that was great. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe that had something to do. I don't know. I don't think so, really. Because <laughs> I don't think, I don't think none, of, none of us was really doing anything too tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, you know. Just kind of getting through it. <laughs> that's it. Just, you know, just wearing. I wore basically. I'm not really a jogging pants person. That's not me. <laughs> At my age, I shouldn't be wearing jogging pants. It's not good. It's not the type of thing. But in the house, you know what I mean? Or if I'm going to basketball, I wear them. Of you know what I mean? Because you're going to do sport. I would. I wore my three pairs of jogging pants for, I don't know how long. It was it, 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 not good. <laughs> Who knows? Just, just lounging. You know what <laughs> the I mean? days all rolled into one. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so, you know. <laughs> and then do you remember a point where you did kind of get through that creative block if you will and you're like yes I know what I want to make I know how I'm going to do it um no I I basically I because I just I just do even bother making stuff for and then and then I said like I can't this can't continue got to mm. like got to um do do um got to get on with it so it was like it's like training so just bam just keep just keep doing it because mm. oh that's what i was doing i was doing insanity whilst um it was locked down as well so i was doing that stuff yeah and I thought, oh, i'll just i'll just i'll just apply the same ethics so i just kept making if it's rubbish i don't care i just throw it away but it doesn't just matter keep doing, yeah. keep doing it keep doing it and then start stuff started to make being consistent yeah so mm. that was good you know what i mean yeah well, that is nice. And with um, 2000 Black, with, was things happening whilst you were also in lockdown or was that kind of on pause as well? Well, no, I had some releases set up. So that was just, it's easy doing that, just dealing with yeah. the, the business of releasing. I had a couple of um, EPs from back catalogue stuff that had never been on vinyl I put out. And then also yeah. we had, a, oh, we had a Project X album. That was at the beginning of lockdown. That, that was the beginning of lockdown. Well. Oh my goodness. That was kind of like, yeah, well... Yeah. A little about a month in or whatever, something like that. I think it was, and it came out, and that 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 was uh, well received by people and stuff. So for sure, yeah. and the never seen on wax volume. Yeah, yeah those those went those went well as well. Yeah, they're gone. You yeah, can't get done. them. They're sold out. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> was it nice to bring out those um, records? I'm assuming those were full of pieces that you again had just made for yourself or or in different times and you thought let me just put these out to the world well they, well they came out they came out before digitally there was a time there was this weird period of time where the 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 digital thing and vinyl sales were plummeting and everything and everybody didn't know what to do so kind of people were going a bit more cd based or whatever and i was like mm. and and i unfortunately in that period i put out about two or three projects still three projects that never was on vinyl Ah. And I've had people hounding me. You got to put them out on vinyl. And I was like, I'm not repressing the whole album, but I'll take the best. <laughs> I'll take the best bits of them. Yeah. Put them on vinyl. So that that, that was that. You know. Your best bits. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I want to kind of. I want to go back. We're going to start. I mean, almost oh, at God. the beginning. <laughs> no, we're getting into it now. <laughs> um, growing up in London, Northwest London to Jamaican parents who, what I've read in the house, there was always music playing, reggae, soul, yeah. blues, funk. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that experience growing up with music? Well, every Sunday, 
dad's on his tin in it. He's like, I'm, I'm going to play rhythm now, innit? So, Selector. Yeah, so, and he's playing it, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you can come back out in the garden and play football or whatever <laughs> you want to do. But yeah, that's what it was. That was a tradition of dad playing tunes on a, on a, on a um, Sunday. And um, Saturdays, there were certain radio shows we don't have on. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Vincent and certain people that be on, you know? And yeah, just used to music playing all the time in, in the house, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I don't know, it's like, there were the, and it's funny, it's like even at a young age, there's certain things you, you start to gravitate to. And so, like, there's certain stuff my parents like that I can't stand. You know I mean? <laughs> and then there's some things that we, definitely overlapped on them mm. even at a really young age uh, I could, I, uh, that, that was happening you know what I mean so um because I'm not really the biggest Motown fan but my, oh my really dad, yeah my much mom to dad, your like, mum and dad dismay <laughs> yeah like, like because because you know Motown was a hit factory was it really of course. but you know you'd find things certain tracks on certain albums on b-sides or whatever that made sense to me but mm. Like, you know, certain things are like... Mm. What were the ones that did hit you then that in that spot that you were like, ooh, play that again, rewind that one? Well, I remember, I remember, I remember when, um, my, when they bought um, the Marvin Gaye album, the, the, the Hear My Dear, the, ooh, the big yeah. gate folder, right? And at that age, I don't get it, innit? Because it's all about, you know, the divorce and all that kind of stuff. And mm. I'm like, what's all this? I, you know. <laughs> It's going over my head anyway, the subject matter or whatever. But then when the track Time comes on, that was like, oh, this is bad. But it's totally different to most of the album. Yeah. And that was the track that I was always going back to. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I don't even know how old I was then. It's like, I wasn't even in the single digits then at that time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> and then that, I mean, as music does, that kind of forms what you want to listen to more. I want to hear more of that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was your first record that you bought yourself? Oh my god! Do you remember? Um, <laughs> I've it might have been something like it might have been something like the specials or something like that. I don't nice. know. Was that an album that you played a lot when you were younger? No, it was just a seven-inch. <laughs> Go down the shop, grab, grab that well, one. Yeah, Woolworths <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like might have been, I don't know. I can't. I, I do not remember the first record I I bought. I don't. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, I don't even remember what mine was. It's quite a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And were you playing instruments when you were younger as well? Or is that nah, nothing? Learning to make music was a bit later on. Le- learning to make music was an accident. I didn't expect to make music. An accident? I, yeah, I, well, basically, Mark, Mark and Ian used to, um, from 4Hero, they used to yeah. um, run a pirate radio station called Strong Island FM. Where was that based? In Kentish Town. Mm. Well, the, the studio was based in Kentish Town and the actual transmitter where, you, you know, the broadcast was on Swiss yeah. Cottage, the tower blocks there. Nice. So we had a, <laughs> was it Microlink they call it? Microlink or whatever, something like that, yeah. And um, my, uh, a friend of mine from school said, oh, oh he's got records. They're looking for DJs. And it was a weekend station, Friday nights, Sunday night, finish. And uh, the, he introduced me to them. And I'd done a show on there with my mate Raffles. And then after a while, they, you know, Gus started making tunes. 
and like they knew I had lots of breaks or whatever, I guess. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why they asked me to come and jam with them and make some stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> going on, you know what I mean? So I just went there and Gus started to teach me how to use the, the sampler and the, and, the, and, the, and the sequencer and stuff and just started making tunes. Just, it's, just, it's just like messing about, really. It wasn't serious. I didn't, have no, I didn't have no music theory teaching, nothing. Yeah. So that's why the first 10 years of my career is horrible, <laughs> horrible <laughs> tracks. Really? Loads of horrible tracks. Yeah. There's lots of horrible, Can you not disgraceful listen? mistakes in some of the tunes. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And you just make, you know, and then you, look, then you pick up things, you meet some musicians and they teach you a bit and whatever, and you know what I mean? And, you know, and then it's only, I reckon it's only like 2000 where I start feeling, okay, I know what I'm doing. You kind of formed your sound or? Formed the sound and I kind of knew what I was trying to do. And I felt, I felt that I was, the whole frustration was trying to get out what's in my head, mm. get it out, you know, it practically yeah. from the keyboards and the bass and that. And it's having that technical then, skill. Yeah, yeah. And that, it's only then it started to, to click. Before mm. then, it was just pure happy accidents and nonsense going on. So when you were doing Four Hero? Yeah, a lot of four-year-old stuff was just madness. It's just, it's sort of, it's sort of, it was a lot of um, teenage and young man energy. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, it was fueled on that, you know? It was like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Um, and that saw it through, that pushed yeah. it through. That, that, you know I guess what I mean? a lot of people related to that, right? They heard that and they were like, yeah, 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 yeah I've got that energy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all good. It's all good, don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm, I'm yeah. grateful I worked through it because it's got me to where, where I am now. I wouldn't change it. But, you know, maybe a couple of piano lessons would have helped in <laughs> 91 or something like that, you know what I mean? Maybe. And <laughs> was there anywhere that you wanted to go before music? Because I know I read that you were a dancer, break dancing. Was that something you were like, yeah, I want to do this? Oh, yeah, I was, I was part of hip-hop culture and stuff. Yeah. Like, from, like, the early 80s, like, you know, and go down to um, Covent Garden and dancing and stuff. And that's how I met a lot of people as well. And mm. hip-hop was the first music that I... Oh, well, there was a Scar revival with, the like, the specials and all that stuff, yeah? yeah? And that, but that was all... this. You know, I knew that I related to that because it's my parents' music, you know what I mean? So so I used to have the two tone suits and all that kind of dressing nice. that way, little rubeware hats and all that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was my that was the kind of the first music I kind of had uh, had uh, participated in like in a yeah. sort of cultural way, you know what I mean? Mm. Where you know, reggae and other things you just took more for granted. But then when hip hop came along and the whole electro sound of hip hop and all that stuff. That's when, uh, that was when like it was everything. It was like trying to learn how to do graffiti writing, uh, dancing, and writing rhymes and you know rapping and stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, fully immersed, fully immersed. Yeah, in the whole thing. You know that was that was um yeah that was that that was the one that really I could say it's the the, the real proper um. Your like, first you, like, you, love. You, you, Right, like for a genre, or yeah, I, I yes, in a way, yeah, all encompassing. That's it. Mm. it was the first all encompassing one. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, you know, and then you know had to leave that behind. You had to. Why did you have to leave it behind? I can't be part of that now. Look at it. <laughs> it's very different to it's what. It's very different. It's nothing. It's nothing to do. It's a whole. Mm. It's a, it's just it's um, 
it grew into a massive money-making machine, which is mm. great, you know, it was giving people opportunities and so on and so forth. But, you know, when, when I was participating in that, that it was about, it was about the art to mm. say, you know what I mean? It was, that was the thing and it was so, and it was so underground and cool to be part of and, you know what I mean? And, and, and it was funny that like, you could, you could walk down the road and, and recognize someone else who's, 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 um, involved in that scene by the way yeah. they dress you know because those those days everybody dressed what they are whereas now that's cool it's nothing like that you can't it's a whole you know, mishmash yeah it's just mishmash but they're like oh there's some b-boys over there and mm. you don't know them you might challenge them to dance to break you know i know it sounds it sounds so west side story or something I, it does but it sounds so fun like <laughs> but it's, imagine that it happening like. now right <laughs> man, it, it helps a lot of people man yeah. really it helps a lot of people there's a lot of people that that been through things that had didn't have a lot of opportunities that didn't felt didn't feel part of anything and mm. they had something they became and I met I became friends with some people why because I didn't know them and we danced danced mm. off you know what I mean that's the best you know what I mean it's great that's what it should be about right so that's what that it should be yeah and I guess actually thinking about let's say the dance music scene mm. it, it it probably felt like that as well at the beginning. And I feel like it probably grew into this big money-making machine again. And it still is, right? But I feel like there might be like a bit of a resurgence of the underground and people really respecting and understanding it. Is that fair to say, do you think? I, young lady, I think you would be in a better position to tell me that than me. (laughs) Well, I think I'm I'm super excited about it. I would like to think that's the case. Mm. I think, I think, especially now that what's gone on with with this virus and and the clubs, all you know, there's going to be a lot of clubs gone and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like people got to start asking themselves, were you, you know, at the end of it, were you really about it now? Mm. It? That's what it's, it's like. Were you, are you really about it now? Yeah. Like, like if the, the money's gone, a lot of the money's gone now, and that's gone and whatever. You still here? Exactly. Well, you about it now. You really about it? Mm. That's the test now, isn't it? You know what I mean? So Very true. We, we, we will see, isn't it? You know, it's... Um, I always felt very disappointed by... Well, it's the same in every, every form of art, you know. The, mm. the money just corrupts everything. Yeah. It, it, you know, like... And people will compromise their taste for the money as well because mm. i want to play in front of five thousand people instead of 500 people forgetting about the quality exactly because mm. five thousand people don't know shit <laughs> they don't. but in a small dance you're more likely to have more heads there yeah you get what i'm saying I feel you, yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's always been my thing, you know. The you know you get these DJs and they say they, they take their or you know take their pictures in front of this massive whatever, like <laughs> the worst dance. It's the worst dance. Who no one, who none of my people want to want to be in that dance. <laughs> it's dry. It's dry. It's people that it's just it, that's that's it's, it's that's just pure New New Year's Eve people. <laughs> New Year's Eve people, because you know New Year's Eve people, they don't, they don't go out, they don't dance, they don't go nowhere. They go out once a year, New Year's Eve. 
and just no, ma- and have no dance no, in a in a club dance eth- um, uh, manners or whatever. They mm. don't know how to conduct themselves in it, and it's just like drink, 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 whatever. Do drugs and don't care about the music. They can be playing anything. Mm. Yeah. So. And I feel like actually that's a very good time to talk about the dances that I've seen you play at, and one actually the first time I saw you was at the Black to Techno. Um, art gallery viewing the Jenny oh Jenny Krufin yeah yeah so that I was there and mm. I saw you performing and that was the first time for me that I'd been in a room that everyone was black listening to techno and I can't even tell you how special that was for me and I think probably for a lot of other people and I think that is a great point to see now you, that wouldn't happen in most places in the UK I mean for me saying that it's like what? It used to happen in the UK. Well, this is it, in right? The, in the in the in the eighties, in the eighties, early nineties, you might get that. Mm. But something happened. When did the lines get blurred? <sighs> or the whitewashing, which is what it is, right? Man, uh, I got what? <laughs> it's very. It's really hard to. It's a big know, question. You know, like it's like um, it's like uh, they say. What do they say? They say if you get a is it a frog? If you throw it in a boiling hot water, it's gonna jump out. It's gonna try and escape. If you leave it in the water and just slowly keep turning it up, turning it up, turning it up, turning mm. it up, turning it, turn it up, turning it up, it'll stay in there and then dead inside there and get boiled. You know? I think it's the frog. Not sure. Anyway, um, it works. <laughs> yeah, but you understand? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm the frog because I'm not quite sure how it happened. Yeah. How it just got to. I remember listening to things like this brutal house and 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 jack your body at the at the top floor of trends nightclub in the 80s yeah and you know they know other than that basements reggae mm. basements reggae and thing there middle floor i weren't a big fan of but what was the middle was, floor i don't know it was, it was a bit I, I never used to hand in the middle floor as either i was either in the basement yeah then this middle floor was like i don't know maybe, i don't know i guess it's a dj but the top floor they'll play quite eclectic new stuff and mm. a bit of old stuff but you'd hear you know i remember the first time hearing you know you know um electro um housey techno kind of things yeah played alongside 80s boogie tunes and stuff you know what i mean mm. and the room's just full of black people and you know i guess places establishments like that closed as well right so there's that as well mm. um but a lot of people, black people in the UK, aren't aware where house and techno came from. Like, they aren't aware of the, the roots and the origins. And, I mean, that's not just the black community, but across communities, right? Yeah, that's true. And, but there's, you know, there's a... There's a little problem I have with some black people. Okay. Is that black people can be the most conservative people yeah, you know, yeah, we're the most cutting edge on certain things and pioneer all kinds of stuff, or whatever. A lot of genres. Oh boy, most <laughs> they can they can be long to get into something. You know what <laughs> I mean? They need they need they need um, Kanye West to sample the house track right before, they, before that house track's funky. Mm. Or Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott to, to 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 do hot music first before yeah. it's, it's you know there's a lot mm. of that going on as well. But at the same time, we used to have a very strong underground network and connection 
Mm. And we had the pirate radio stations and everybody, there was a stronger community sense at those times. Yeah. I don't feel that is that somewhere or another in the nineties, it all got fragmented and, and music turned into, you know, the, the, the genres were, were, were drove everything first. You know what I mean? Mm. So I can't, I don't know how it, how it happened like that, but you know, that like you said, it's like a, something that happens over time through yeah, yeah. different markets and people coming in on, on the, seeing how big this could be. I feel like that happened again with hip hop. Hmm. Seeing, yeah. seeing how big it could be and going, okay, I'll dip my toes in there. Also a lot of like, you know, the, you know, I remember when a lot of us was part of the hip hop, a UK hip, hip hop community as well. MC Mello, Pogo, Gondor Posse, DJ Business, all those guys. Mm. We knew all them. And there was more other crews as well. And they were all shopping their records, you know, trying to get a deal for their records. And I remember speaking with Mark and we're like, why are these men there wasting their time? They've got these tunes that are hot now. Are you waiting for what? to get rejected and then like it's three years old, it seems just old three years later. You know, hip hop movements moving very quick those times. You can't like yeah. pan around like that. And we're like, if we ever bother to make, put out stuff, we'd do it ourselves. And you did. And I think, yeah, and I think a lot of people didn't have that mentality. Mm. And so, and I think it goes also for a lot of people not having that mentality with owning clubs and so on and so forth as well, you know, but also, but also certain, certain roads are blocked as well. Mm. at the same time so it's a you know that's it's why like i love one point and then going ah, i can't get further yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you know you know who's who's the most revered club owner in london in the last uh 20 years 30 years or whatever ade plastic people yeah he's a king sorry mm. fabric can't test that <laughs> all them other places can't test that you can't test ade there's a couple of you that, 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 that kind of you know, had a go or whatever, but most places you can't test Ade. And that's not going to change. Ade yeah. love tunes and love mm. music. He was not just, I'm doing this to make loads of money on the bar. He's, 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 he's someone that's, um, he wanted the right type of music and the right type of clientele inside there as well. Yeah. You know? A space and, for um, the community to really have some fun. Yeah. You know, and there's not enough of that. So hence the breakup, you know, but yeah. then I'm, but I'm certain, you know, you know, I, I, I'm certain there's some young kids out there who've got their their spots doing their thing mm. now or whatever. I just don't know about it. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm too old for clubbing and that shit. You know, what I mean, so, <laughs> but you know, what I mean, they're doing their doing their thing now. Yeah, the I guys that like touching base, I feel like they're in my head a party that are they're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. So there's some spaces coming up, hopefully, coming, and I feel yeah, like. Yeah. I feel like, mate, hopefully after, again, going back to what has been spoken about over the past six months in terms of Black Lives Matter, right? Mm. Been, it's been a big conversation, not a change. We've had a conversation. So I think what you said before was so true in that it's going to be interesting to see how those conversations un unveil after we are allowed back in the clubs. But hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath. It's a hard thing, isn't it? Because I feel like that conversation again has been happening so many you, you times. You just got, you just got to do, you just, you just got to take control and do your thing. Mm. And that's always the mentality you have had. 
yeah, I, I run my own label. I own my own publishing. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to pally pally and beggy beggy to no one. I don't have Yours. to go do, I don't have to go bar and do cocaine with so-and-so to get a booking. Mm. I'm all right. I'm still doing my thing. I stand on my own two feet. You're focusing on you. That's it. And what you're doing. Exactly. I, I think that's actually know. a great thing for people to hear because you can do it. I think, again, maybe there's something in society saying like, oh, you can't do it unless you go see so-and-so. Well, that, well, we, we, we was, everyone's been sold on the cosign, isn't it? Yeah. That's a big thing, isn't it? I need that cosign. Put me on. <laughs> Helena, put me on, Helena. <laughs> Come on. Shit is hot. Come on, help me out, girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, you be great and Helena will come to you. Mm, I like this. You see what I'm you saying? Later. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, for you know? sure. Ah, oh, man. I mean, me beg anyone. You mad. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, <clears throat> the success of what you have done over the past 40 years, right? It's been consistent. You've been doing it yourself, focusing on your your music and your your brand your your business right and it's still ever growing the catalog is huge yeah it could be better uh, let's be there i'll be honest it could be better i'm Why? not the best well i'm not the greatest at marketing and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean and i come i come from i come from a time whereby you didn't need to put a face on the cover of the record or you could, it could be just a white label or whatever. Mm. And just because the tune is hot, that was enough mm. to do what it had to do. But, you know, there's it's so much more now. It's got to sit in a certain place. It's got to, it's got to talk to a lifestyle. It's got to whatever, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. There's a lot. It's, it's, it's like the whole... It's like the, the... There's a lot to learn from the corporate world. There is. You know, they are clever. You know, they, they've got lots of ridiculous amounts of money of course to push into to to market in and so on and so forth but um i think some of their practices have become too much in in, in what is supposed supposedly an underground scene yeah and maybe i'm maybe i'm stupid and there's no such thing as an underground scene and it's, it, it, you understand what i'm saying though yeah, like, I do. it's like, it's like this this false thing that there's, there's still mm. this underground scene that people love music or whatever. Maybe there's just a dwindling amount of people and that it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe. Oh, yeah. It's, it's true, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a tough one because there, there is those people who I don't, don't know if they're actually in it for the right reasons, I guess we were saying before, or the mm. wrong reasons, but... I really, I, I have, I have so much faith in the, in the London and also in America. The scene, the people who I have seen coming up now, and I guess mm. for myself, you are someone who is a, a role model. So I think I'm probably not the only one. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. I can tell you what not to do. That's all I can say. <laughs> do not. It's not good. What? You can't. You can't speak your mind all the time. Oh, I'm really thinly. I should put the light on. Um, you can't speak your mind all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, you have to play chess. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Got to make sure you're making those moves correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
I want to talk to you a little bit about Four Hero and when it came into fruition. And I know you have said previously that it was kind of a mistake and you kind of just were playing around and making music. What was that conversation like when you were like, okay, do you know what? Let's actually put something out and see what happens. Uh, we was messing around at Gus's, Gus's house. Um, and, and Gus was still living at home then. His poor parents had to put up with guys coming into the house every weekend, <laughs> making a load of noise up, up the top of the house. You know I mean, luckily he had a three-story house where he lived. Nice. So it was. It wasn't that as bad as it could have been for his parents, but oh, bless them. They were. They were very patient with us. Were they accommodating? Because <laughs> if I'm his parents, no. <laughs> I hear this nonsense. Turn it music. off. <laughs> exactly. Because it ain't. It weren't good anyway. <laughs> so, um, so doing that, doing messing about up there, doing that, and then Mark. Mark's the one that like really developed the idea and, and came up with the name for here and all that, and that was a a. a, a, a a throwback to like, you know, Soul Sonic Force and mm. Captain Rock and all these kind of electro hip hop groups that we like to. Mm. They're all about, you know, this alternate universe or whatever. Like Afrofuturism. Yeah, the original. Mm. Well, not the original, but one of the one of the phases of it definitely was that was 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 electro. You know mm. what I mean? Pumpkin DJ, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, what I mean? Egyptian lover, whoever. You know. Yeah. You know, so. Um. And he 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 he's the one that came, um, formed, got the, the 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 group name and all that. And then, you know, we're all there making stuff, so we just add our stuff to it or whatever. And mm. and you know, we like, all right, we're gonna we, we got this tune. It's pretty good. It's like it was more like hip hop, hip house kind of thing. Yeah. The first tunes because quite slow tempo, and um, we clubbed together, put money together, like we like we said we would, and. Um, Release. At the first record and and distributed it ourselves and stuff, you know what I mean? So Going we was to all the proper, record shops. We, yeah, it was proper cottage industry type thing, nice. you know what I mean? Done artwork ourselves. Yeah. Shabby artwork, but you know <laughs> but we but we done it. We done it. You know personal. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. We we done it, you know what I mean? Like we, we said we was gonna do this and we went through it. We we made the record ourselves, um pressed the record ourselves, done the artwork ourselves, and and distributed it ourselves. That's you so know. Cool. To see that project you know, come like full circle. That's it, man. You know what I mean? And, and you know, years later, you know, we've had, you know, I've had um, signed to majors at certain times and all that stuff. And, mm. But still, but we still kept our own imprint going. That's we so didn't cool. think, oh, we made it big time now and just, mm. and just, and just sit back. You know what I mean? No, nah, we kept, kept on with our teams. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So. So and yeah, so so, Mark, so Mark's the one that really kicked it all off. I'd, I would say, you know, what I mean, that really. And why the, why the name it. Four Hero? What does that mean? I don't. You have to ask him. But I, I know it's <laughs> I know it's inspired by the whole Soul Sonic Force and all that type yeah. of stuff. You know, what I mean, definitely, I know that. And I guess a lot of people would know, and I mean, I definitely do the remix of "I'm the Black Gold of the Sun" by Neo Rican Soul. Um, how did that remix come about and that relationship? Because I know you used to live in New York, right? And you, you lived in America and stuff. So well, no, that was, I, that lived, was after. In, I lived in America after that. Um, how did the relationship that, form before? The, um, the back of that, well, we was all about, we was really listening to a lot of Charles Stepney and, and Ramsey Lewis and stuff mm. like that at the time when we was 
um, in around 96. And we really wanted to, to, we wanted to get more musical with what we was doing. Mm. We wanted, to, we wanted, it, we wanted to make, um, we wanted to make the LPs. We wanted to make stuff that you, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be just in the club, but it has dance elements to it, obviously, but it's, yeah. it, it can be listened to at home as well or in the car and so on and so forth, you know? You have to be hype for it, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. Friday night tune, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going out, on this, you know, none of that stuff. <laughs> so, so we was all about that. And we loved, you know, we loved Charles Stepney. He was really going through the whole cadet, catalogue buying a lot of those records and stuff you know we've always always been buying tunes anyway and um that was our inspiration for a lot of the stuff we've done even like universal love and stuff so mm. when when um when they asked us to do the remix of black gold of the sun well, oh, well we know the tune already anyway yeah and they're like well what how can we do it in our way that we're trying to we try to stay respect the original mm. but give it you know the four hero edge right the, the, yeah well edge whatever i don't know <laughs> and it turned out how it turned out you know what i mean people liked it so that's cool it's very cool um so again talking about you moving to new york you moved there for work or just for experience of moving both work and just i've 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 always said I'm not gonna die in um, in 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 the UK, and that this was is not it. it. This is not the space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I went out there to um to work and stuff and just like just have a different. I think it's good to like live abroad at some point in your life. You know, you 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 know, travel's great. Like it gives you travel helped me get out of a lot of ignorance, mm. you know, meet in other people. Sense? Well, you, you, until you, until you meet different types of people, it's hard to, 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 especially these, those times, remember this is, there's no internet like how it is now. And you can, mm. you know, and I'm not, I, I'm not, I wasn't a hot book reading type person as well. Mm. You know I mean? So learning about people by meeting them, always was the best way and and mm. and then i remember coming i was very fortunate in our early in our career to go to uh, you know europe asia america whatever to, loads to go around the world and afterwards start realizing you know what there's a dude just like me in all these different places you know mm. he might not be black but there's a guy with who thinks the same way i think there you get what i'm saying yeah and and that helped me to to kind of like become a bit more um, worldly, you know? Yeah. And um, I've forgotten why I was saying this, but yeah, <laughs> that, you know, it, it, it helped. Well, it you helped moved to, to New oh, York. because no, I moved to yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, so I thought it, it's really good to, to like, to, like to live it, to go somewhere else and live it, you know? New York's easy. You know, everyone still speaks English there, you know what I mean? Yeah. A bit of Spanish helps, but, you know, like, um. I feel I felt as a a good challenge. I felt I felt also that in London I felt too comfortable, and I also felt like there was I was only getting to a certain point in what I was doing. Like mm. there was a I couldn't break another level of 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 of, of um, production work and so on. So I thought New York might be the answer 
to it. You know what I mean? So. And did you feel yeah. that when you went? I, a lot of my friends said I went to New York about five, ten years too late. Too late? Yeah, man. They're, they're weird out there. They're odd. <laughs> New, York ain't, New York ain't saying nothing. And I dare anyone in New York to tell me something. You like ain't saying half of one. You're not even saying half of one ayah. Was it a swift journey back to the UK then? No, I stayed there about four years, four and a half years. Oh, but, nice. But musically, I'm talking about in the music sense. Yeah. Music sense, and you're, you man are dry. I feel like you might have a lot of New York heads up to you. I don't care what they told me. <laughs> I was there and I lived it. You can't tell me nothing. It's not like I'm not talking out of ignorance. Mm. Man are dry. You know, man, living, living off, off, off 90s hip-hop fame still. Ain't, ain't, cut, ain't come with no cutting edge nothing since. Dry, you man are dry. <laughs> LA, LA took all your thunder. Great. That was it. So, did you go over to LA or did you stay in New York? No, I stayed in New York, you know yeah. what I mean? but I went to LA a few times, you know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I think the best suited place for me in America is Detroit. I just get along well with Detroit people. I think they've got the same sort of mm. mindset, you know what I mean? Like, but New York. Yeah, man, they got no juice. <laughs> so when you came back to the UK, what did you take with you from that? Apart from what you thought was dry, did you come back going, oh, I feel a bit refreshed. I feel like I'm ready to start on the next evolution. Yeah, I was, you know, I was getting on with it, innit? I was just, I'm always, I'm still, it don't matter where I'm going to be in the world, I'm still going to be like on it, you know what I mean? So I, I, I was still on it, you know? Mm. But I just say it one more time. New York, you man ain't saying nothing, eh? Tell the truth. Look at yourselves. Hmm? What's coming? What's dropped from New York since since what? Two thousand and what? Five. Tell me something. I feel like New York is again. I, I, there's a couple of people now. Not a couple, couple of people who move. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't tell you. And <laughs> um, so Detroit, what, LA. Detroit, LA. I don't know about the rest of the country, so I won't say nothing. But I know New York. And it's not man, for you. Man, man, are soft. Your Timberland soles soft. They're melted. It's too hot out there. It's how soft they are. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can we put this in? <laughs> Look, I, what, you think I told people in New York this? No, I know. I bet you have. <laughs> Test me. Hey, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so when did you come back? What was that year from New York? I think I came back 2013. I came back here. 2013? Oh, okay. So this was like way after, I was going to say, was this before 2000 Black had started? This was after. Oh, way after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 2000 Black, let's talk a bit more about that. You have created this, I mean, it's an amazing label. Um, and alongside people like Kaidi Tatham, Mensa, Lord and Ranks. Um, where did those relationships grow from? Um, oh, damn. Let me see. Kaidi, I met, he came and done a session for, no, he didn't do a session for me. He done a session for some artists that I was um, overseeing, kind of A&R in their LP when I was still part of Reinforced, mm. which was Seiji and GeForce. And he came to do a session for them. And I was kind of engineering that session. And um, that's how I met him. And we just clicked. And then we started working together soon afterwards. And then it was just... It's like I'd known him for a long time, you know? Yeah, it's just, sometimes just, those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly like that. And 
And then through him, I met Matt Lord. And then I think, who was playing? It was a live, someone was playing live and I met Mr. Mensah at a live show. Mm. And we clicked as well. And I can't even remember the first time, properly the first time I met him, to tell you the truth. It's just like, it seems like I've known him for forever. You know what I mean? And that is like, that's, those, that's, that's my crew right there. You know what I mean? Like, that's nice to have that though, right? Yeah. We were, we were on this, we got the same mentality with, mm. you know what I mean? On, with musical taste and so on and what we're trying to push forward and, and so on. And also pushing each other. They really sometimes kick me up the backside, like musically and stuff. You know what I mean? And then same, same I do for them. You know what I mean? So it's great to have that system, yeah. and, and like you said, to kind of bounce ideas off and mm. send music back and forth. I bet. Yeah, man, they're, they're 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 the ones. They're the ones, definitely. And I guess I should finish off with asking you what we can see or hope to see from you in. I mean, the, the rest of the year, which is quite a strange one, but have you got anything lined up? Yeah, I have, uh, I have got this, I've got this new artist called Sammy. Yeah. And her, her EP will be dropping at the end of November. Nice. Uh, and it's more like, uh, it's more soul R&B-ish kind of like, mm. a little bit of dance flavours in there as well. So I think there's not enough, I, I still think a lot of dance music, there's not enough songs, you know what I mean? Like, mm. lyrics the beginning can of be important. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to have some, you know what I mean? Like, instead of that one sample, you know what I mean? We like lyrics. Only, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only so much of that we can. There was a lot of so. lyrics on the Too Much um, album. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to, like, yeah. Let's have some songs and stuff, you know. I'm trying to push a bit more of that, you know what I mean? Um, so I've got her coming out and I've got uh, my own EP, which I don't know when it's going to drop. I might, it's just, who knows? I'll probably, knowing me, I'll, I'll probably drop it the, the day before Christmas or something stupid like that, but whatever. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't care. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure speaking to you thank no you worries. so much for taking the time out of your sunday evening to chat with me no um, worries i'm gonna go back to my dessert you know about this you know about you this marks and spencers with the tangerine thing that like a like a tripe it's like a trifle but it's not it's like got tangerine at the bottom oh like with jelly cream thin at the top yeah yeah that's so, that good so so refreshing you see how big that is me that's, one it's gone that's it sunday evening done that's me now yes <laughs> Well, I shall let you get on with the dessert. Um, all right. But it has been, yeah, absolute pleasure. All right, no Thank worries. So and all the best to you, miss. All the best. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>